Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. So I was looking at it. Oh. What's up, guys? This is the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Have no earthly idea if you just heard an intro or not. It's Ben and Nate because Kyle is escapading down somewhere south of the border. Lock and load for episode 118, 19, 20, possibly 17. What a train wreck of an episode it is so far. Episode number 218. Thank you. 218 <laughs> you're, you're of the dad golf pod. You're an entire 100 episodes off. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs> As always, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the premier sports betting website. Slap the preseason button if you really just need to get some practice in. Knock off the rust for the over-unders, the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. NFL football starts soon. Playoff baseball starting soon. Of course, we've got the FedEx Cup that you can bet your little heart out on mm-hmm. coming soon. Type in B-L-E-A-V, 50% stacked on top of whatever you put in. Bet online where the game starts. Let me just go ahead and suggest. Ben, what is up with you? Let me go ahead and suggest if you get a chance, you go ahead and have a few of these and then uh, get some late night poker in and you'll make wonderful decisions. Yep. Third quarter overs. Always hit. (laughs) Bled the bank account dry. It's bad when you you go from blackjack to, you know what? There's some preseason on. Let's hit some prop bets. How about that? (laughs) Seventh Miller cracked. (laughs) Yes. We've got uh, – we apologize. We, Me and Ben were both um, – had stuff going on. Kyle's out of town, so we ended up skipping yeah. our Monday episode. But we are back better than ever. Tons to talk about. We're going to break it all down. And then Kyle will be back with us later on this week, probably right. tan and uh, most likely hungover. Just kidding. Kyle, he probably gained Kyle. some weight, too. You know, he's in one of those all-inclusive places where you just eat all the time. He's probably put on, like, 20 pounds. Eat and drink, yeah. Yeah, I think he lost. He lost twenty pounds, so he's got twenty to give. Yeah, he's got twenty to give back. He's going to be back in the gym. Send the check. We're going to do <laughs> send the check to the gym. We're going to do a uh, shirtless pod with Kyle just to just to see yes. uh, the tan and the weight gain. See how brown his nipples got. Yeah. Speaking of brown nipples, <laughs> the BMW Championship in Wilmington, Ohio, this week. Yes. And um, Wilmington, Delaware. Obviously, yep, that place too. <laughs> Hey, that, was, that was for Kyle. That was it for was. Kyle. That's such a Kyle. <laughs> uh, Wilmington, um, Nevada. Yeah, exactly. But obviously, uh, Scott Stallings, we were all rooting for Scott. Been on the pod, friend of the pod. Uh, he was right in the thick of it all day Sunday. Mm. And out of nowhere, I, quite frankly, I feel like Patrick Cantley hasn't shown up on any leaderboards nope. uh, this year and was and was poised and ready. Which is cool because he's a defending champion at the BMW at two entirely different courses. Yes. So you can't really say that he's like, oh, he knows the course well. He's like, no, he's, I, I don't think these guys play this course very often. Um, it, it wasn't just that. Like, everybody said this was major championship conditions. Started out mm-hmm. lengthy rough already on Thursday. Uh, however, the, you know, the difference being there is no cut, which, by the way, love the no cut thing. That's the one thing that is phenomenal to me because I say that if you watch, there were some guys that were way over par on Thursday and went out and shot 63s on Friday and then backed it up with like 68s on Saturday and were right back in the darn thing. 
you so, give them you give them the whole time to catch up. Yeah, and so uh, I did like that the the whole no cut thing. Of course, it's I mean it's limited players, but uh, major championship conditions. You could definitely tell the greens were getting brown, so they started drying out. They weren't hitting them with water. Uh, you and I talked about that. I don't know that they got as dried out as what some of the players thought because they were still bringing balls back. They were sucking them back on Sunday, so um, right. they didn't get too hard and too fast, uh, but just enough that. There's some stuff that got away from them, um, but the rough was atrocious. If you got in the rough, it, it, you just had to take your medicine and chip it out and take what you could get. And the fairways were in stupid narrow in the landing. Yes. Like 18 yards on some of those fairways. That's what got faster, in my opinion. There were balls that Shopley was hitting on Sunday that would land and rolled out. It looked like 75 to 100 yards. And, I mean, he's yeah. hitting the ball high, too. So, that just lets you know, like, I think you and I would have dumb. You know what, pull a cop. You and I break 80 on that course. Easily. <laughs> like, I'd bunt it around there. Yeah. And shoot 80. Yeah. They did have a lot of wedges in, but, and I, I don't know if it was the, the uh, there were some, I will say, Sunday had some nasty pins. Just some mm-hmm. pins just tucked in some disgusting places. But nobody really, I mean, Cantley didn't go low to win. I think he <laughs> shot three under. Uh you know, Scott Solomon's right there. He shoots two under. Uh, now, K, is it K.H. K.H. Lee had a big day. Yeah, Cantley uh, was, he, two, was two under. They got K.H. Lee had six. He was six under. Other than that, everybody was – John Rahm had a four-under day on the final day. K.H. Lee was like six under through like nine holes. Yeah. And then he kind of cooled off on the back. But Everybody else himself. hovered around that one, two under. Victor Hovland had a day. Um, he went six under. He was over on the round, and he ended up two under total. He had a six under day. Um, he was you know. shoot. He was done by the time cover started. You didn't even get to watch him. And then you got Kalamarakawa that put up a ten. Yeah, I was. So you texted that in the group text, and I missed that somehow. I was like trying to figure out what name had fallen off the leaderboard. Um, it was so we'll go into that for a second. What what in the heavenly he, hell happened there? He hit it in the water twice. Um, chunked it both times in order to put it in the water. Now the pin was tucked towards the front, so I think the first one he just. I think he just wrong club. Second one, when they showed the replay, he pulled um, he pulled like a Ben Taylor. He hit easily like two inches behind the ball and did then never had a shot. Like as soon as he hit it, he like let go of the club and the club went flying one way and ball went flying another and it came up way short. And then once he got on the green, he three putted. I think he also had a four putt on Sunday, so he had a rough day on Sunday. First time we've seen him near the top of any leaderboard, and now he's – I don't know what he was going in – what he was going in, but he's 21st. I mean, he played himself out of a chance to to compete, really, for the for the FedEx Cup. Yeah, the good news is for him, even though he shot 95 on Sunday, he only dropped a shot. Like, he only dropped down one position. But he was poised to move up into the top 10 if he would have stayed where he was. Like, he literally could have shot even par – on Sunday, and he would have been one of the top ten guys. So, and that would have definitely put him in a way, way better. Yes, spot See, there. Yeah, so he screwed himself with that. Uh, that, and it's just not like him. I mean, he's known as, and we talked about it. He's been registered as hitting a six iron closer than most guys hit their wedge, and so he's he's a fantastic iron play, and that's what got him in trouble. And the putter has left him. He putted great on Thursday and Friday, Saturday, he had a couple of three putts. And then Sunday he had a four putt. He three putted on the hole that he had a 10. 
Um, I'm trying to think if he, I think he had another three putt. They shot because he was in contention. So they showed a lot of his golf on Sunday up until the 10. And then you never saw him again. Yeah, and he goes into like the uh, yeah the golf obscure the yeah. golf coverage obscurity <laughs> where there's all of a sudden you're just you don't exist anymore. Yeah, you don't exist once once you're out of it. You're like, nope, they're done. So, in my opinion, the BM outside of the majors and the players, the BMW gives you entertainment across the board because you're following not only the leaders because mm. all of those guys are they're making it to next week, you know. But you get and I get more invested in the the bubble guys because all round long the Aaron Wises, the Adam Sa- the Scotts, the the Sahith Thagala, those guys are all like bumping in and out of the top thirty like mm-hmm. every single putt, you know. And then they finish, and there's guys behind them that can do this, that can do that, and they've got this putt to do. But but it's not just one; it's not just the last group, you know. Mm-hmm. It's you're watching fifteen different scenarios play out. It's it's great television. It's the tournament within the tournament. Uh, Adam Scott moved up 16 (laughs) spots. He was not going to be playing this coming weekend in Atlanta. And so he moved up 16 spots. You got uh, a Corey Connors that moved up five spots. You got other guys that moved up. But then you got a a, um, Ji-Hyung Kim dropped nine spots. Davis Riley, nine spots. Davis Riley had every opportunity on Sunday. He three-putted a couple of holes. Uh, he had hardly any birdies. I mean, he shoots even par also on Sunday, and he probably stays in the top 30. So it, JJ it, Spawn is the is the closes out the regular season with a win. And yeah. he just he played awful at BMW and I mean excuse me, it's mm-hmm. uh the week before St. Jude and BMW to put himself yep. out of it. You got uh, Taylor Pendrith was the one to watch this past Sunday, and the reason being is because he already moved up 21 spots, but at one point in time, he was hovering around that 30 line, but he played so early in the day, there were so many other guys that came in and kind of jumped him and went over right. him. So um, that's that's what ended up hurting him. Now, he ended up, like, out of the top 40, um, but still he's at, at 46. But, I mean, he moved up just in this tournament. He moved up 21 spots just in this tournament, which is why I do say this. I kind of wish that they would <clears> – they took one of – there used to be four tournaments in the playoffs. Now right. we're down to now we're down to three. I don't mind that fourth because the playoffs are meant just like it is in football and in baseball and even in basketball. It's who gets hot when. And right. your Taylor Pendris of the world getting hot. Your Adam Scott's of the world getting hot. Like, now I know people go, yeah, but that doesn't reward the guys – Listen, I love Sam Burns to death. He's one of my favorite golfers. You and I have talked about that. I love that guy. I like the way he keeps his collar button and he has the stash every now and then. He has the flat bill that's pulled down in his eyes. He just sounds cool when he talks. But he won a couple of tournaments in the first of the year. He's been off and on. He has had some top tens, but he hadn't been a guy that I think lived up to what we thought he was when the first of the year rolled around. And he won two out of the gate. So he's played very vanilla these yeah. playoffs, but he's solidified. He's a lock. Right. And that's what my dad was asking because I stayed with him and watched it. That was one reason we went to a pot either. I stayed uh, late uh, back home uh, and dad hasn't watched a lot of golf. And so he was real interested in how this playoff thing worked too. Cause I was explaining to him about different guys and he's like, I hadn't even heard of that guy. And I said, yeah, he won a tournament the first of the year. And it's almost like now if you win something, or if you have four or five top tens, you've almost solidified yourself into the end, which is great. I don't have a problem with that. My problem is when that stuff happens at the beginning of the year, and like you said, you're vanilla and we don't even hear from you the rest of the year, 
it's kind of like, yeah, but he's not playing hot golf right now. Not that I don't want him, but he's not playing top, you know, hot golf right now. So yeah. um, that's why I wish there was – I don't know. I wouldn't mind having that fourth tournament back. Um, I guess the players didn't. Maybe that's why they went to three because they must have – Players Association and stuff must have sat down and said, this isn't for us. We'd rather do something else. We'd rather cut it back. So maybe that's why it's down to three. Um, but they'll get their test this weekend. Adam Scott, only guy to play his way. So he he starts the St. Jude outside the top 70, plays his way into the top 70, get the BMW. Plays his way from the top 70 into the top 30 from the BMW, you get to Eastlake. Which if you're hovering around that 67, 68 range, I mean, you you have to go top five, basically, against the 70 best guys. And, you know, he got it done. Uh, Adam Scott actually very ballsy because he was he was in the driver's seat after – Friday, I believe, mm-hmm. falls back, but manages to stay. I mean, he was uh, – is Adam Scott number 30 or number 29? He Adam was – 29. It was, so, it was so weird because they showed the projections because he was the next to last group on Sunday. And so they right. showed the projections. That was a literally million-dollar bunker shot that he made on 18. He needed yes. Parr on 18 to move in. Parr gets him in at 29 – bogey puts him out at 31 like that's how far he would have moved off of just one shot there was no middle ground he couldn't bogey and get in so he has a trash lie on the side of the bunker on 18 uh fairway bunker um it has to hit basically a duck hook and just he refuses to aim too far right because that's that's trouble over there too um so he pulls it left like everybody thought he would uh, puts it in the left greenside bunker. One of those long bunker shots that we've always talked about is one of the toughest in golf to hit on a green that's burnt out on 18 and green's running away from him. And he sticks it to within a foot. It was a million dollar bunker shot yeah. that he just made that, that put him inside of the, that put him inside of the FedEx cup standings. Cause I, honestly, they made it sound like it was so easy. It was one of those testers, Nate, that it was about two and a half feet, three feet. And they're like, so he's going to move on. I'm like, why would you say that? He's fixing to lift this out. The fact that y'all just said that, he's about to lip out this three-foot putt. We've seen him do it. Yes. We've seen him do it. Now he jarred so, and Dead center. The, Good for the him. Amount of three-foot – that there's got to be some sort of record for the amount of inside five-footers that were missed by PGA Tour pros, especially on Saturday. I mean, uh, Cammy should have had like a four-shot lead. I mean, he, the, he yeah. missed – and they were all left. These guys are missing – I mean, I guess these greens were – there's a lot of tilt. Obviously, TV yep. doesn't always show that. But, anyway, great tournament, you, awesome Jordan drama. Spieth. Jordan Spieth. You get, to, you get to see drama for, like, an hour before the final group finishes, like, all the way through. And there's just – there's all these storylines playing out. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. I want to uh, say this, uh, I, and I don't know if you got a chance to see the entire exchange between Jordan Spieth and Michael Greller uh, from the bunker. Uh, when he, he was went, just like f you, man. Yeah, that's the thing is everybody has been saying this entire time. Jordan should fire Greller. Greller's not doing his job. I don't know of an instance besides watching Bones talk to Phil, where I've seen a caddy try to talk a guy out of taking a shot as hard as he did in that bunker. And so when that was said, like I looked at my dad and I was like, it ain't the caddy. Like, the caddy clearly had the right call here. And everybody keeps saying, get rid of the caddy. And the caddy had the right call. And Greller was trying to talk him out of doing it. And he took the shot anyway. 
the line of the line of the whole thing, everybody keeps talking about it's on me. It's on no, the line of it was when he goes, it's a chance of slim and none of me hitting it in the water. And as soon as he said that, I was like, Yep, you're hitting it in the water. Like you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta be an odd situation for a player to be in because now there's like now your boy has no confidence in you. Like now you're you know, now you've he's kind of expressed the fact that he's like, Hey, I don't, you know, I don't think this is a good idea at all. Like, yeah. I mean, he said numerous times, he said, what's wrong with taking it out over here and having 110 in sticking it within 15 feet. Then you bogey at worst. And And Spieth is, I mean, I don't think Spieth had very much to gain in that situation. He wasn't scaring the lead. He's not trying to play. I mean, no, at this point, you're just trying to keep bogeys off the card and he puts up a double from hitting it in the water. And so it, it goes back to what we've heard Grayson and Blaine and Kozan talked to us about where it's like at some point in time, when you're at that level, you got to take your medicine. Like you have to just, you're good enough. You're better than an amateur. You getting inside of 115 yards is not like me and Nate getting inside of 115 yards. Like, you know, that you're probably going to hit it within five to 10 feet from 110 to 115. And instead you're trying to make the hero shot that it's like Greller told him. I mean, the, the, the green slopes back towards him. Like he, if he catches the edge, it sucks back in the water. If he doesn't have enough club, it doesn't get there. Even Griller at one point in time. So if you're going to go for it, hit the nine and just hit it at that back bunker. So if you do kill it, you go in the bunker. If you don't, it comes up short on the green. And Speed was like, no, if this is a number, this is a wedge. And it's like, bro, he has done everything he can to try to save you strokes here. Yeah. And you have screwed yourself. So it's just, there was a, a very little to gain and a whole lot to lose in that situation yeah. for him. So, uh, so we're going to do uh, run through our favorite segment here, the old, the old Skybar special, the old standing <laughs> at the front of the line, waiting for someone to come out on a game day that the bar is packed. The old one in, one out of the tour championship. It's a segment as old as time. So, Benjamin Taylor, yes. please remove a player from 20th through 30. Okay. Uh, that is in the tour championship right now. Bear in mind that last place, the tour championship was $500,000 and replace him with a gentleman from 31 through 40. All right. Uh, coming out 20. is our favorite. The guy that's got to leave the building. He's had too much is Billy Horschel. The floor. Nah. <laughs> suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it. Billy. All because. By the way, congratulations, Buddy Alexander. He won this last weekend at Saugahatchee. Um, um, And and Buddy has spoken well um, uh, of Billy. Buddy's son also got his tour card. uh, And also got his tour card. Big big week for the Alexander family, by the way. Back to back. Uh, um, uh, So now he's got a sign at AU Club and a sign at Saugahatchee. Big big time right there, Buddy. And a son with a PGA Tour card. And a son with a PGA Tour card. That's uh, order. And he's volunteering with uh, Auburn, if I'm not mistaken, uh, on the side. So it, it's a big, it's a big year for Buddy Alexander. Um, I will say this: uh, he talks very well of Horschel. Uh, Nate has not had a good experience. The tournaments that I've been to, where I followed Billy, I have not had a good experience. So you know what, Billy, here you are gone. You are not allowed to play in Atlanta here, all because I don't like it. And my guy going in. I know 30 through, 31 through 40, 31, 31 through, 40. through 40. And you know me, I love to break rules. And I think this is because I'm trying to avoid some sort of um, human trafficking issue. 
Uh, also, um, maybe divorce could be in the in the effect. Oh my gosh! Lucas Glover is in at number forty-one, and I just feel so bad for him. Just to make things right at home, I'm going to go outside the top forty. He even moved up a little bit, and 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 Lucas, I love you, bud. I want you. I want you in there. I want you in Atlanta. If anything, if anything, just to give you a weekend away from home. You're uh. Lucas Glover's marital problems are not your problem. They're everybody's problems. You, we feel bad I, you, we for made, We did that one segment where you were supposed to go to their house and be like their marriage counselor or something, and now you've just taken that shit personal. Like, it's well, your duty. I, I feel to, like I've, I've seen yeah, it. I feel like no, I live no, no, with no. it now. I feel bad for Look, it. There's segments that we do where I try and make myself as clear as possible. But numbers are numbers. The, the top 40 is the top 40. So Nate, if he doesn't fall back seven spots, he's in that in that number. So I, well, you I, know what? He probably fell back seven spots because she got nervous because he was going to get his ass beat when he got home. So he probably fell apart on the final day. God you know, you're him. the only person on the entire planet who, like, I don't know, gives a shit about Luke Glover. <laughs> okay, Fine. that's my one. In, that's my rules. one in, one out. Okay, I'm skirting the rules. This is going to seem kind of mean, which this is a this is a this is a mean spirited segment. Um, Brian Harmon's outfits bother me. Like he kind of looks like he just got off work and he didn't know he's going to be playing golf, yes. and so he's like, "Oh, I'm going to wear khakis with black shoes and like a blue shirt." Like he, I don't know, like he he works at like the YMCA or something. Khakis like, that don't like, fit. Khakis like, that I don't just, fit too, by the way. I just got off work. I didn't know I was going to be playing. Like my yeah. wife called. She's you know. So I'm coming out here for a quick nine. Like, come on, Brian. You're in the top 30 of the PGA Tour. You're considered one of the 30 best golfers on tour this year, and you dress like, you know. Is it what he he wears or how he wears it? I mean, he doesn't have a good body. Let's be honest. Brian Harmon has like a funky, like short, stubby, you know. But. Yeah, he's 5'7". The access that he has to golf apparel and the access that these guys have to to the apparel and someone to pair up their outfits. I mean, back before he was a racist, Justin Thomas, somebody like released all of his outfits on like Monday. He wasn't. He was homophobic. He wasn't a racist. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. (laughs) Yeah, my bad. Uh, Before Justin Thomas was a homophobic piece of shit somebody would just lay out his outfits for him, you know? So, like, what? I'm surely Brian Harmon can get something like that. Listen, Harmon looks like he has more control. Remember those atrocities that Tony Finau was having to wear because Nike was making him wear yeah, them? bad. Like, that's the thing is it looks like Harmon able to, is able to pick out his clothes, and I understand, bro, I get it. You're 5'7". I understand that. Let's find some pants that somebody hems at the bottom so they hit the shoe instead of dragging the ground while you're walking, looking like you're almost busting the sag when you walk up to the green. Well, just go get your 3230s and be done with it. Go get your 3228s and be done with it. Yeah. I mean, this is we're you know, we're not we're not going to Walmart and picking stuff out before we <laughs> tee off on Thursday. That you're he, sponsored, bro. He wears a pair of I think it is foot joy pants that he wears. And I have a couple of pairs of those pants. I've never seen anybody wear them worse than him. Those like I nice don't understand. I don't understand it. Those I'm like those, they those offer nice on pants. the website, Nate, for you to get them altered by Footjoy. If you're like, look, I'm even a little bit shorter than say a 30 like him, or 
uh, you know, I'm not a 32. I'm more like a 31, but a 30 like is high waiters for me. So they're like, okay. And they do it for you at the facility. Like, what are you doing, man? You're ordering 32s and you're five, seven. But, but Brian Harmon's not on the FootJoy website on Tuesday trying to get 15% off by putting his email address in. It sounds like he is. It does sound He's like he He's got an is. agent. Or maybe his wife is. I don't know. But this is, this is bad. This is bad, 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 bad. I agree. You know, uh, a, a friend of ours, um, Blaine Barber. I mean, Blaine's probably 5'8". But, I mean, Blaine dresses like just a sharp, just yeah. sharp as hell. Yeah. You know, and you don't have to be Blaine. You don't have to wear the joggers. But yeah. I mean, have some self-respect. You're about to be on a world stage. <laughs> so anyway, but, all right. Who do you who do you oh, have and in? Then, um, and who do I have in? Let's see. I, I got it fired up right there. Um, yeah, bring uh, bring on bring on old kids, daddy. Bring on bring on old bring on old kids. Because because let me tell you, you think they pay a lot of money for twentieth place? You ought to see what they pay for thirtieth place. Yeah, that's thing. thing. Yeah, this thing. Speaking yeah, of that. Gracious. Not, not uh, to mention he he would do i mean he'd be a crowd favorite in atlanta being as close to south carolina as he is and, and north georgia where he's from so is he not a bulldog and he a georgia fan he's a georgia bulldog but he was from south carolina he's from the, just over the just yeah. over the line so um so he's got i mean he would have a following there so yeah i would like yeah bring kids in because the and this is a way this has been jacked way up 30th place just the, the oh yeah you're gonna go over getting this. in is five hundred thousand dollars. Let me pull this up. Oh, so if me... you if you show up and tee it up for four rounds in a row without managing to disqualify yourself, guaranteed five hundred grand. Half a million middle bucks of, just to show up. Middle of the pack. If you go fifteenth, you got seven hundred and sixty grand coming to you. You got to get uh tenth place, gets a million, riding all the way up to third place, five million, second place, six point five million, and first place, eighteen million. Biggins and a sweet ass trophy, and a sweet ass trophy in Atlanta like, in the like steaming heat of Atlanta. Yeah, hot Atlanta. So, People from Atlanta don't like when you call it hot Atlanta, but it is hot. Hot Atlanta, mm-hmm. Atlanta. Yeah, mm-hmm. just just look for Peachtree Street, and you'll be there. Yep. Uh, and we've we've documented this, and and everybody should know this by now because I've been doing it for a few years. But there's a staggered start, which is atrocious. It's um it's an abomination to golf quite frankly. Uh, like when you get to the Super Bowl, John Rom said this, in which he said a lot of dumb stuff recently, but I agree with this. When you get to the Super Bowl, it's not like, okay, the team with the best – You all right, so the Giants are 10 and 6, and um, the the Bears are 8 and 8, so the Giants are going to start off with like a 10-point lead because they had a better record. No. Like – but then again, I, like I don't know, Ben, does – should Patrick Can- – or Scotty Scheffler, who's number one, should he have the same odds as – the Aaron Wise or the Adam Scott who slides in at the last minute? No, I just I don't have an it. I've said before, we talked about this before, uh, right around this time last year, I have, I'm okay with a staggered start. And the reason being is because it is not fair for the number one guy to have to play on an even field, winner take all to win the FedEx Cup. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I mean, he's, He's number one. He's been number one for all year for a reason. I think he should get – I mean, it's – because when he used that excuse about football, I was like, nope, but they do get a bye. And, they do get buys. And that's something but in, that, been a, in a way, these guys get buys. Like, Scotty Scheffler did not have to play in the first two tournaments, and he would have still – now, he would have fallen. He would have fallen. Yeah, but, he would have – if, if Zalatoris doesn't withdraw, he falls this tournament. 
Uh, yes. Like they were talking yes. about that. Where Zalatoris was, even if he would have just parred out from his injury, um, he on Saturday, he would have taken over that number one spot, and so Scheffler would have. I mean, would have I, I again, I don't. I I will say I think the thing that really messes people up is because looking at the strokes is the fact that he starts at ten under. It's it's double digits. It's double digits compared to. The last one, two, three, four, five guys in the tournament who started even par. Um, I would like to, I don't understand why he gets 10 and the next guy gets eight. I don't know why it's not 10, nine, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, whatever. But he's, I mean, he gets something. He gets a little, he gets, you know, you, I, I understand giving the lead guy some sort of advantage. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's like the, the guys that even par. I mean, there is opportunities for them to earn more money, right? They can mm-hmm. they can play their way up, and the difference between the even par guys and the four hundred guys, right? That's just four strokes. But I mean, these easy these even par guys, they, I mean, they have they have no chance. Not only are they ten strokes behind the leader, they're eight strokes behind the next guy, seven strokes behind the next guy. So you've yeah. got to leapfrog all of these people. I know none of them are complaining. They've got guaranteed five hundred thousand dollar paychecks coming their way. No, the but, only the only way I think anybody that's Four under has a shot. Cameron Smith, Rory, Tony Finau. If they go out and they post four under on day one, and Scotty goes out there and shoots even or two over on day one. Right. Other than that, I'm like you. I don't think the threes, twos, ones, and evens, I don't think they got a shot. Now, I could be wrong. Somebody could go out and fire a 62 on day one, like a John Rahm or uh, the way Stallings has been playing it, JT always goes low. He's going to start at three under. JT Cameron could go out Young. and fire a 62. Cameron Young could. Um, you know, Fitz is the U.S. Open winner, so he could have a big day. But these other guys, like Max Homa, he didn't – He that's one guy that's getting punished to this. Max has played well all year. He has earned the right to be here. He's not a guy that's going to shoot 63. He doesn't have the length to do it. And so uh-huh. he's at two under, and he's not going to – I don't know that he will get to 10. So if Scheffler shot even par the entire time, people like Max Homa, he still wouldn't win. <laughs> so so um, it, it's, it, you know, Hideki, he's different. He's got the length to do it. But like Jordan, he's off and on. He's going to have two rounds that are just total trash. So, I, you know, and the one under guys, you know, Billy Horschel, same way. I don't think he's got a 62 in. I don't think Tom Hoagie does. I mean, we love Tom and we, his brother's been on with us, but he's not a 62 63 type guy he's not right guy now he's good. he's and he hasn't he has not played particularly well recently no like he hasn't blown, blown out of water i mean he's the but type you, guy look at stallings this weekend stallings had a great weekend he had four rounds in the 60s but the best he did was 68 so like he or six no he did 66 one day and so that is it, it's it, people always act i love when guys throw it out there well he can go out there and shoot a 62 that's not easy to do yeah okay that's not a that's a that's like a phenomenon for somebody to do that, and especially it, a guy who just came up just short. I mean, he did yeah. just yesterday or two, three, two days ago. You know, what they go straight from Ohio or Delaware or wherever the hell they're playing, Canada yeah. down to Atlanta. But this is interesting because we just we don't ever in golf we don't ever get where these guys start st- in different places. I mean, you're right, Patrick Cantley and Scotty Scheffler. If they shoot two over. And you know, one over collectively, and all of a sudden the lead is seven or eight under. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming Friday morning, you just bring all those guys back in. Yeah. On the flip side, of that Scheffler shoots six, six, seven under the first day. I mean, 
Okay, what the hell are you gonna do? He's that's what we need. That's what, that's what we need Kyle doing his uh, research right now. It was a few years ago. That's actually what happened. Like the like the top three guys went out and all shot like right around even or over par, and there were some guys at five, four, three under that fired sixty fives, and they just flip flops. And so then it's a new ball game. But right. you know the way Scheffler's playing right now, he's not going to shoot six over. I don't think. Cantley, he's getting hot at the right time. Zalatoris, barring his back slash hip, they never could make up their mind what the hell it was. Um, depending on what issue he's got, he's been playing well all friggin' year. So he's going to be fine. Xander, same way. Well, all year. Sam Burns, he's come on here at the end. He was hot at the beginning. He had some mediocre middle time. But if he's getting hot again. Great opportunity. He, you know, he'll be fine. But the rest of these guys, Cameron Smith. Did not play this week due to injury. Who knows if that affects him again coming into this weekend, if he was truly injured or if he was told, hey, you don't need to show up. I don't know. Not real sure. Rory at four under is guaranteed to have two rounds that just absolutely suck, so he's not going to make a run. Finau, he can fire 62s. We've seen that, so he may jump in there. Sepp Straka, he's not a 62-type guy, but if he has four days of 66s, you never know. Um, it just is interesting to see. I I don't mind the staggered lead. However, 10 to even seems a bit much. Maybe, maybe start the leader at five and then stagger it from there. Five, four, three, two, one, even. Um, but I 10, you said it best. The guys at one under and even par that, now they're still getting a minimum of half a million bucks, but right. Still, uh, that's 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 a big that's a big chunk to eat off. I think you can. I don't know what you can do. I'm, I'm I've been thinking about it while we've been talking about it, and you said something about buys earlier. Maybe give the top four top four guys uh, a buy into like a uh, some sort of match play, and then you let mm. the other twenty six dudes play for four spots, and then you get eight guys who who do a you know elite eight type of deal. I just I think I think we could probably figure out a way. Now the staggered system works because whoever wins wins. Right. You know, we had we had some atrocious scenarios where like there's a FedEx Cup winner and a tour championship winner that were different and it was awful. Like they're interviewing a guy who finished two hours ago. He just won the FedEx Cup. The good other guy won the tour championship. He doesn't win the FedEx Cup. So yep. I get that part. Golf is not built built for playoffs. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's not like football. It's not like baseball. It's not like basketball. But I would like a uh, like a U.S. amateur. The U.S. amateur actually does a damn good job. I mean, they, do. they have a great championship. And Rom, admittedly, he did say, "I don't like it." But they asked him. They said, "What?" He said, "I don't know the fix." He said, "I just think we need to get together and somebody needs to figure out something that's." Because he's right. I mean, he's one of those guys that's going to start at what four or five. I, I quit. I pulled it back down. But he's going to start at four or five, so he's going to be mm-hmm. five shots off the lead. Which I get what he's saying from a but mental but it, from like, a mental real lead. That's what's weird, like, and that's what he said. He said it's the mental aspect where you walk on the tee on day one to hit your first tee ball, and you look up at the leaderboard, and you're you're down to guys that haven't hit a ball yet. Right. Like he said, it's not because that's what he went on to say. He said it's not that you get on there and you look at the leaderboard and you see that you're down. That happens all the time in rounds two, three, and four. But when you look up there at the leaderboard and you see Scheffler's leading at 10 under 
and you just saw him eating a sandwich 30 minutes ago when you were on the range, it's like, wait a second, what the hell is like the mental gymnastics are, are really, that's what he said throws him off. It throws him off that guys that have not even played are ahead of him right now. It's going to be weird on the flip side, though, for, for Scheffler, because if you get to, to Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and you're in the lead, like, you're on that week, right? Like, out of all the guys playing, this is tournament's different because there's only 30 guys. Like, you're playing your ass off. Okay, well, Scheffler shows up to the first tee, and he's been given this position of playing his ass off, but he hasn't, he hasn't played his ass at all. You're right. So does he, like, he has this, like, kind of weird uh, standard to to hold himself to before he even tees off. So that's, yeah. that's got to be weird for him, too. It's it's just, a, it's unnatural. It's just entirely unnatural. Again, I'm not against the staggered system. I don't like that there's 10 strokes that separate the leader and the last place guy. Maybe make that five strokes. But then again, you know, if you're, Rom went on to say, Rom said, listen, we wouldn't be having this conversation if I was up there at the top and I was sitting in Scotty Shuffler's position. I'd be all for this. Maybe this is a great idea. <laughs> Let me, let me tell you so, about the stagger, so stagger. Those guys that are at 10 and at 8 under, they ain't bitching about this format. You see what I'm right. saying? <laughs> those guys are but all about again, it. Adam Scott's not bitching about it either. No. Yeah, I, may, I, may, I don't think he is. Because no. at the end of the day, those guys make it to East Lake. They make it to East Lake because they, you know, they're the top 30 in the world. So, like, that that was a huge accomplishment for them. Well, look at, look at, look at Scott that we talked about earlier, Scott Stallings. I mean, he moved up 34 spots. Yes. He was, out, he was outside. So, He's just glad to be there and to have a chance to play. And he said that, like, in his post-round interview, he's like, man, I'm just glad I'm there. And they're like, what about Staggered Sisson? He's like, I'm playing in Atlanta. That's the most important thing right now. And he's so, got a chance at a million-dollar-plus payout. I mean, he's right there in the yeah. thick of it. He play, has a decent week. He's going to win the – you know, he's got a good chance to, to get himself a nice little bonus there at the end. By the so, way, shout-out, Scott. Thanks for uh, hitting me back up on Insta. He appreciated it. A little we, thumbs we up. Yep. He gave, gave you a little thumbs up. A nice little nice – little, they get the blood pumping there in a certain direction there. You know what you boy. can you know what you can use that for? You can use that to hold your blue tees right there. Oh quit. <laughs> you can hold your blue tees right there and you can do the scan mode with the mm-hmm. index finger and you can check out everything that's going to go to blue tees. You can save money. We've seen people do it. Uh you know what? We got we got people as far as Palm Springs that are uh making sure that yeah. they get hooked up with blue tees. Uh, Palm Springs. And there's somebody else that got one. They got the pink one like me, which is a big seller. You also Grayson. Probably, you can also probably get that a little bit cheaper than you can the other ones because nobody wants it for some reason. I don't know why. Looks awesome, easy to find. And so check it out. Got the blue, got the black. You can do the combos where you get the speakers, you can get the bundle, you can get everything else involved. Dad Bod Golf Pod is going to be the discount code that you put in there. Send the check, blue tees. Check them out. Whether you're 10 under or even par, if you're number one in the FedEx Cup or you're number 30 or you're sitting at number 41 who's ineligible to get in yes. to our one in, one out, Lucas Glover, blue tees may be for you. Blue tees is for you. And it works just as good as those $300 yeah. range finders. That's the thing. Or the $400 ones. Like or the range, $400, yeah. Range finders are a thing where, like, you don't get exponentially more for spending exponentially more. Yeah. There was a guy that I played with one time. His range finder was the same one that he was using to go hunting with. He was using, like, a hunting range finder. Yeah. Still worked just the same. Right. So uh, that's the thing is if you can get it at a discount like you can with Dad Bod Golf Pod, send the check, then you can do it any other time as well. So you can use it, enjoy it, comes in different colors. You also get speakers with it if you want. Go to blueteesgolf.com for more information.
Moving on to yes. our final subject. This one's going to have me fired up. We have finally gotten the word about the Armada-centered meeting between – so Tiger – Did you see Tiger that text basically... I sent you where I ran into an Armada too, by the way, after we got done texting? Yeah, and also the, uh, the lot – my lot bought an Armada like the, the following day. And hey, let me, let, me, let me tell folks real quick. Nissan Armadas, very sharp, tons of options, a great alternate alternative to an Infiniti QX80. Uh, just what was very shocked to see Tiger Woods driving one. And if you drive a Nissan Armada and you love it, I think you too would also be shocked to see Tiger Woods. I, I, and that's the thing is I think that even though you may drive an Armada and you love it, I think that the fact that Tiger Woods was driving one from 2018 that was a little faded is just a little out of it's, sorts. Look, it would just be good. It kind of weird you out too. <laughs> but for those of you who just are interested in Nissan Armada, www.airportmotors.com. There you go. Send the check. Send the check. <laughs> Boss man. But we have got some info from this uh, this meeting where it was all the top players plus Ricky. I'm not quite sure where Ricky's <laughs> where Ricky's like. Okay, he, so here's the thing: Ricky is I don't think next door neighbors, but two doors down from Tiger, where they live, they hang out a lot together. Especially since neither one of them are playing a lot of golf. You see what I'm saying? And so um, I think that this was one of those instances where Tiger was probably sitting around with Ricky on the back porch or at the pool. And they were like, you know, I got to go to this meeting. You know, it's on my jet. You might as well go with me. I got an Armada waiting on us when we show up. Ricky's like, I thought you'd never ask him. I tell you what, I'll let you come if you make the rental reservation. He's like, yeah. And and you know why Ricky had to make it is because Tiger's not allowed to. Yeah, he's not allowed to. Yeah. And I still can't stress enough. Find a driver, bro. Yes. Okay. What if, what if Tiger Woods bumps into you while you're riding, while he's riding in that Armada, and he gets out and be like, "Listen, I am in a really bad place. If I do any more accidents, can I please just cut you a check for like two hundred grand? We'll just two hundred grand, my ass. Do you know what? He's the first billion dollar athlete. I am getting more than two hundred. Two hundred million grand. <laughs> but no, they uh, uh, they go to this meeting. Top players are there, uh, and. From all accounts, there's two main things that, I, that I'm taking away from this. Uh, number one, there's a very live-based uh, tour within the tour proposed, like an 18 tournament, top 60 players, $20 million payouts, no-cut events. And, and the forefront of that tour within a tour is, is Tiger. Tiger yeah. kind of running the show. And from what it sounds like, Ben, I, I, you, you, you tell me your take on this. There's not room for Monahan and Tiger to be at the top of, of this new, this new era, this new. But first uh, off, this new PGA tour. Monahan has been written off by the players for the way this has been handled. That's what it sounds like. Even Ricky said, and he's got nothing to lose because he ain't playing. He's hanging out with Tiger at his beach house, um, and and on his boat. Um, Monahan has been very reactive, not proactive. Um, I will say. The details that came out, I don't know who leaked those. Uh, it was leaked to Shipnuck, who has got ties within. Shoffley even said over the weekend, he said, I don't think you're going to see a whole lot leaked out of that meeting because we're going to be highly upset if it did. Well, then it did. So apparently somebody talked. Um, and as you said, it was live-based, uh, pretty much with the same kind of format that it's doing. Um, there's also scuttlebutt. Some of the middle-of-the-pack guys were pissed that they weren't invited to said tournament mm-hmm. because – they could have a good year next year, and they could be in this 
group. And so there's a little dissension within the ranks. So you kind of wonder too, that may affect them. And they're like, you know what? I wasn't invited to the meeting. Hey, Liv, give me a buzz. I got a little something to talk to you about. And so I kind of wonder if that takes place too. So there's, I think we can all agree PGA tours handled this poorly. I think we can all agree that the players feel like Monaghan has been playing politician instead of being proactive and acting like the CEO. And there's this word again, the alpha, like be an alpha. Like like Greg Norman is being an alpha. Like when Rory said that thing and Greg Norman was like, yeah, well, when he spends 300 weeks at the top at number one, then he can talk 96 international. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Otherwise just, I'm not real worried about what Rory has to say. Now here's another. Monahan's not going to say something like that. Monahan's going to play Mr. Politics and Again, people would watch what Tiger's proposing is what Liv is doing or what allegedly is proposing. However, the one thing that he's got that Liv doesn't, and Liv needs to really fix this scenario really quickly if they want to combat this, people are going to pick it up on television. They'll have a t- they'll have TV coverage. Now, something that Liv ha- that Liv really it's basically impossible for them to get, or at least in the short term, it's just the prestige and the name recognition of the PGA tour. Like we're all sitting here. We, you know, we, we talk about all these golf tournaments and like the live tour, like it's a, like, okay, who won and how much money do they get? Yeah. Wow. Live tour. But another thing that got proposed was the PGA tour swapping from a, a nonprofit. And we'll have to get somebody to explain all the nitty gritty of this, but a nonprofit, which it is right now to a for-profit organization, which would uh, change their tax status, but would allow, um, basically a lot of outside money to flow in, right? Mm-hmm. Investors allow players to have a stake and it would allow, it allowed them to probably run more, more along the lines of what the live tour is running. Yes. So I, I you know, is it just going to be the PGA tour? But like, okay, you know what, what we have is, is great TV ties and name recognition. We're just going to do what the live tour is doing, doing, but doing those two things. And the, I mean, they don't have as much money as Live Tour, but then all of a sudden they're just Live Tour, but better because of the mm-hmm. PGA Tour. I will. This is the the way. This is this is a huge development. The way this will play out over the next weeks, months. But it sounds like Tiger is Tiger just made a, an enormous power move. He did. It said uh, went on an article. He's talking about that got released. Uh, it was released on Out Outkick earlier today. Uh, it said Woods's goal at the meeting, according to the reports, was to reshape the PGA Tour in a way enough new money will flow to ensure top players will want to stay instead of jumping to live, while giving himself a slice of the pie and more of a say in how the tour operates. Uh, grand plan is to pick, fix the PGA Tour. However, it sounds almost exactly like the Live Tour model is what it's saying. Uh, essentially, the players want to propose a tour within a tour, 18 tournaments without cuts. So it's 18 that they're looking to do and be limited to 60 players. Um, significant payouts. Each event would have around a $20 million purse. Uh, right now, the Live Tour has $25 million purses, but it's 48 players, not 60. So that's 25 mil split amongst 48 players. This would be 20 mil split amongst 60 players. Um, I it's guess still, that it's going to be enticing money. It's going to be serious it will be. coin. Serious it will coin. be. And, uh, and, and the thing is also one thing that Liv doesn't do right now is, and we mentioned this because Kyle said that was one of his biggest concerns too. You can't get world ranking points in Liv. And until they go to 72 holes, you're not going to be able to. And so that's one thing that they have. It makes me wonder in year two of Liv, because they're almost done with their season. There's only a few more tournaments left. 
Um, it makes me wonder if they change things. I think after their first year, that's the thing is you keep talking about PGA Tour being reactive. I think the Live Tour is going to say, okay, these are things that if we – they basically said we can't get points because of this. So let's change this. Mm-hmm. And then they don't have a leg to stand on. They'll have to say, oh, okay, because we did what you said to do. Now we want our points back. So then Here's, it's just what are become, the things that we have to do to compete? Right. On the, yeah. So we shall see. Um, I, I'm, I'm tired of the whole, we said it till we're blue in the face, the whole Saudi argument and money and blah. If you're drinking Starbucks, flying on a Boeing plane, which most of them are, any of that, Bank, Bank of America, you're already using Saudi hey, bank money. Rory, Shut up. You're sponsored by Nike. Exactly. I, I promise you don't want to know how those pillows are made there, big fella. Yeah, just let's get off of that. Like it's one of those things where get it, just get it right. Because we've said, keep repeating, we're not anti-live, we're not anti-PGA Tour, we are pro golf. We can all work together. It's just right now we're in a pissing contest where they don't want to work together. Because you said it, you're the one brought this up. Is let's get it where there's a live versus PGA Tour at the end of the season. We keep talking about these playoffs that we're doing. You want to see people watch stuff on TV? You want, yeah. you want TV ratings, but here and it, uh, this is the last point I'm going to make, Ben, and we'll we'll kind of wrap it up after this. But the if you have these sixty guys who play the tour within the tour, then what happens to the the sixty first through the one twenty fifth guys? Because like, take any tournament that's an opposite field event, right? The fields that we mock, the the Punta Canas, the ones that are opposite the British Open or opposite the WGC, nobody watches them, nobody mm-hmm. cares. There's no spectators there. All of a sudden, you're going to have eighteen of those tournaments, right? Because you have all these guys who've jumped to the live tour, and you have the 60 best dudes hamming it up at no cut events, no pressure. And then and then you're gonna have the the JJ spawns and the you know, I, I can't I just the the Ricky Fowlers, you know, yeah. not the actual Ricky Fowlers, but the the one tw- the the guy who's 88th on the on the money list. Nobody nobody wanted to watch JJ Spawn and JT posting before they won. Nobody cared. They didn't bring no. any, they, you know, now they're PGA tour winners. But you're going to suck the life out of the other PGA Tour, and that mm-hmm. might trickle down to the Corn Ferry Tour. So, you know, don't don't tell me that this is that the PGA Tour is some pure uh, blameless entity here. Yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm not buying it. I'm not. Yeah, they they've got their own issues. They keep talking about the the Live Tour guys having their issues. Well, you know what? The PGA Tour's got its own issues because if you would have taken care of your players from the get go, I mean, Pat Perez said it best, and we've said this before, where he said. You know, if you were just handing out $15,000 checks to everybody that was in the field and then use that as like a draw, if you make the cut, that fifteen grand gets taken back from you. Yep. But other than that, that's going to help pay because you got guys out there that, yes, they're tour pros, but if they're 100-plus in the world and playing in a tournament, they're going in debt going to these tournaments, especially when you say like the James Hahn that complained that, you know, we're playing on the West Coast and then we got to hop a flight. And we gotta we gotta stay in a hotel over on the East Coast, and then we gotta go back to Nevada after that. Like, it's, you gotta stop with that. You gotta make things easier for the. These are your employees. Take if care you, of them. If you play the tour full time, whether you have a tough year or not, because in every other sport you can have a tough year and still get paid the same. I mean, you should make 150, 200 grand if you're good enough to, to have your card. If you're good yeah. enough to have your tour card, you should you should make 200 grand a year. And, and, some of them don't. and it's the only sport that you pay for all your expenses. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing like that. They need to treat it. Like Perez said, they need to treat it like the other professional sports, the Atlanta Braves. Those guys aren't having to buy their own tickets to charter, fly coach charter to, their flights. Yeah. Chartering their flights from event to event. 
You know, instead of NetJet sponsoring Ricky Fowler, NetJets could be sponsoring the PGA Tour. So it's it, it's one of those things where they've got to take care of their employees a lot better than what they've been doing, and that's part of the issue. What do we have there? We got Daddy's little caddy. Did she just sew that right then while we were sitting there? She just she just sewed it. Started from nothing and just sewed. No, this is a good customer of mine brought me this a while ago and it got packed up. Yeah, Daddy's little caddy coming soon. Absolutely Any love it. Day now. But Any anyway. day. Then we Back won't see. Then we won't the, see Nate for like two weeks. That's right. <laughs> uh, awesome. Very, very cool turn of events for the PGA Tour. Yes. Speaking of awesome and cool, check out Liquid IV. Smoke one of those things into a bottle of water. Give it six or seven shakes. And, and, and there's no caffeine in this thing, but the, but the amount of hydration that you will feel will give you some sense of electricity because the cellular transport technology, let me you tell have, you, the FAA. You have really been into that, yeah. The FAA has approved it along with the FDA along with the FMLA, along with MLA format, yep. has approved. Even the PGA Tour, who's anti-everything. Liquid IV. Uh, ben has some family members who have just been absolutely ripping this stuff. Oh, my gosh. I think Listen, my mother-in-law I think, ben, I, I think my mother-in-law is, like, snorting it. Wow. Hey, look, failure transportation. <laughs> In Alabama and in Georgia and in Florida and, and, and a lot of where you folks are listening, I mean, we don't get a break till like October 1st. So you've still got a significant amount of time yeah. where you're dealing with big time heat. Grab you some liquid IV. Um, our code will be in the description below because it escapes me now and I don't want to tell you the wrong thing. Ben, if you can think of it, say it. It's Dad by Golfbot. Dad by Golfbot. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Kyle will be back soon. He'll have a lot to say about everything, as he always does. Benjamin, yes, you're sexy. You're you. smart. Your Thank takes you. were slightly above average tonight. Thank you. Lucas Glover thing was bullshit. Don't do that again. <laughs> Check us out on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, wherever you hear your podcasts, wherever you get your golf info. The yes. Dad Bod Golf Pod boys will be there. Ben? Dad Bod Golf Pod. 219. 218. Oh, (laughs) thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks. That's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.